Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. I started doing this show about three years ago, and I would start the show generally by saying, an exciting week. Everything happened this week. Well, I can't do that anymore because now everything happens in one day. Every day is equal to what a week was. So I've got to say to you, every day, today was a big day. Yesterday was a big day. Too many things going on. I'm going to say that too because some of them are dangerous. Most of them are dangerous. And enough people have been hurt in many places in this world. We've got to get away from this crap. This is all Donald Trump's. Uh, cause. I, I blame him for everything, even though he's got Putin with him on some situations. I blame Donald Trump. Uh, he's just been an instigator, and he's ruined our reputation in the eyes of the world. He's hurting our people. He's hurting the American people, though he has a strong contingency behind him. Who would not believe what I am saying? Let's talk about where we're going to go today. I'm going to go to Russia, the Mexican border, Auschwitz. Washington, D.C., Montana, New York City, and Yemen. So let's start with Russia. It came out yesterday. It was such exciting news that Russia used the social media to control the outcome of the 2016 presidential election in the United States. Russia wanted Trump elected. They wanted Hillary Clinton defeated. So what they did was they signed the same social media that we all use here. They went to the various social medias, and they put things up there, uh, like they made up some guy in some state like Oklahoma making this up now, and he sent out an email because they found out where people would send emails, and he would say, you know, Hillary did this bad. I'm not going to vote for you. Shouldn't either. And they they were smart. They they knew what states to pick, what areas to pick, what people to write to, and. What did they do? They elected Donald Trump. And since the election, it was also reported yesterday, this is all definite factual information that the United States government has provided us with. Our president may not believe it, but our, most, our government does in effect, because he's not the government. He's standing alone. That since the election and since the appointment of Robert Mueller, their, their job, their responsibility, as they saw it in Russia, was to destroy Bob Mueller. Destroy Bob Mueller. Why? Because he's going to uncover, if he hasn't already, the bad things that occurred, the wrong things that occurred between Russia and Trump. It's there. It's got to be there. And it's all going to come out in the wash. That's just the way it is. Now, let me say this to you. Trump says Putin's my friend. I believe him. I believe him when he tells me that Russia had nothing to do with this hacking and invasion of our websites, etc. My friend, he said he didn't do it. I believe the man. We know he's indebted. Trump is indebted to Putin. Now, there's only two things it could be. It's either money or sex, or maybe both. Whatever it is, it's going to come out. He borrowed money from the Russians. He, he continued borrowing after he should have. He did not disclose the debts he had with Russia. Uh, probably he's been engaged in money laundering, 
selling apartments for $30, $40 million in Trump Towers, things like that, or his various properties, uh, real estate's a good place to hide uh, money that you don't want anybody to know about. So it's going to come out. It's all going to come out. He's going to look bad. And if it's sex, normally I don't care what anybody, anyone does sexually. But whatever he did, he shouldn't have done because it's being used to blackmail him with the American people, threat of blackmail with the American people. So such is life. It'll come out. It's all going to come out in the wash, and we'll find out what Putin's got on him, which now brings me to one of the most disgusting things I've seen in recent years. You saw it, too. I think it was two days ago, Sunday, the pictures first appeared. The migrants trying to get into the United States, the ones coming from Guatemala, for example, after walking 2,000 miles, uh, most are seeking asylum. Now, the laws are different on who you are and what you want to do when you get here and how you want to get in here. If you are seeking asylum under our laws, and they spell out what asylum is, you must be permitted onto American soil to seek the asylum. You don't do it in Mexico. You do it in the United States. That's the law. Must be done in the United States. You go to a border city, an American border city. They they have offices there for people who want to come into this country legally and properly, and that's a legal way seeking asylum. And they sit down with an officer. They explain why they want to come. Papers are signed. Then they're given a court date, and they're released. And they're they're in the United States, and they're welcome to stay. A lot of them don't show up for the court date, unfortunately, uh, because it's generally two years hence. There's so many people, and the court system isn't set up for this, the immigration court system. But what's Trump doing? Again, without he, he's twisted the law to his own benefit. He is breaking the law. Instead of requiring them to come across the border into the United States if they're seeking asylum, and again, that's the legal way, he made some kind of an arrangement with Mexico where the people will now stop on the Mexican side of the border Tijuana and places like that, and they'll fill out their asylum papers there, their application for asylum and admission to our country on the Mexican side of the border. When the law says it's got to be done in the United States, they can go up to any border office, and then they have to sit and wait until someone comes to them and says, you're accepted, you're not accepted, and who the hell knows how long this is going to take to even qualify for uh, seeking asylum status. And so now these people are backing up. The last I read, there are 6,000 people on the Tijuana border, 6,000 immigrants sitting there. There's not enough shelter. There's not enough food. Mexico's already complained. We can't afford to feed these people. The mayor of Tijuana said two weeks ago, I haven't got this kind of money. So these people have limited bathroom facilities, forget showering, not enough food, not enough water. They're living like beggars. They're living like homeless people. They are homeless people. And they're living in garbage. You can see it. You can see it. You can see it in the pictures. And it's so sad, all right? Now, having accomplished all this, Donald Trump, what happens now? Well... All of a sudden, it's been decided between the United States and Mexico, as it seems, that all of these migrants who are waiting, they've, they've done the asylum papers on the Mexican side, they're waiting to get over the border to the United States, who the hell knows how long it's going to take again, 
because he's already broken the law by doing this work on the Mexican side. Did you see the pictures? They're imprinting the arms of parents and children with numbers. Imprinting, tattooing in effect, imprinting numbers on the arms of parents and their children. Whatever the reason for, what does it remind you of? You got it. The Nazi concentration camps, the concentration camps under Adolf Hitler, Auschwitz and places like that. Where? Where? The Jews had numbers put on their arms, and six million of them died during that situation. Now, I'm even going to give Trump credit. He isn't going to have anybody killed. He's not going to put them in concentration camps. We know, we know he's anti-Mexican. He's anti-Guatemalan. He's anti-color. He's anti-everything, this guy, except money, I think. Anyhow, this is the wrong thing to do. It's a sickening thing. It brings. It gave me a chill when I saw those pictures. It reminded me of the pictures of the Jewish people in the concentration camps during World War II. Wrong thing to have done. Now let's go to another situation that has, has developed on that's the Mexican side of the border. These people are living in crap. Excuse the way I put it. There's got to be germs all over the place. They've got to get sick. Well, an eight-year-old girl got sick back in early December, uh, December 6th, but the government, our government, did not report her illness or her death, okay, her death. Uh, This young girl, eight years old, she was a migrant, living, I assume she was with her parents, waiting to get across the border at some point, living in this terrible hellhole on the Mexican side of the border, and she got sick. She um, was dehydrated. Uh, she was exhausted. Uh, she was from Guatemala. And the father took the daughter you know, to the authorities and says, Hey, my daughter's sick. You've got to do something. Uh, this was on December 6th again. What happened was she, she lived for eight hours and she died. She got medical care, but she was only alive for eight more hours. She had sepsis, sepsis, I know what sepsis is, I had sepsis, sepsis is shit in your blood, excuse the way I put it, I had a prostate procedure many, many years ago, and they had to go through, they had to puncture my colon wall to get into my prostate, and they gave me antibiotics for a few days before to make make sure I didn't get sepsis, E. coli, this is E. coli to begin with, Uh, I did, because my defecation got into my bloodstream now I got shit in my blood and all I know is one day I'm standing there and I start freezing from my waist to my toes I thought I was a piece of ice I go to urinate I can't urinate thank god I called my doctor because you die quickly when this happens to you you have shit in your blood and I spent seven days in the hospital and the first four were hell it got worse every day. I, I can't forget the situation. Well, here's an eight-year-old girl going through all this. She died after eight hours, though. Had a temperature of 105.7 when she was taken in. And she hadn't eaten or had water for several days. Uh, now, the our government does not report her death to last week. They waited about 10 days to report it. They came up with some cock and bull stories to why, but 
It didn't fly. It doesn't fly with me. What am I trying to say? The point I'm trying to make, she's not the only one that's going to die. Others may have already died, children or adults, and we don't know about it. The conditions lend themselves to people getting sick and dying, and we're not doing anything for that. And then I blame Donald Trump. He's created the situation where these people have to stay there. Instead of coming across the border, going to a border office in the United States, making an application for asylum, giving permission to go into the country until they, they go before a court, he's leaving them sitting on their asses in garbage, okay, on the Mexican side. Which now brings me to... Uh, he was going to close the government down. Donald Trump was going to close the government down. You saw him the other day with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer in the Oval Office. They're arguing he wants $5 billion more for the uh, the wall. This wall's never going to be built. No one wants this wall except Donald Trump, Stephen Miller, and a few of his other uh, lackeys or followers, Trump's lackeys or followers. No one else wants this wall. Republicans and Democrats agree this wall is not the solution to the immigration problem. It's a waste of money. It's only going to be constructive, if it is, to satisfy the claim, to acknowledge the claim that Trump made during the campaign, I'm going to build a wall. He's going to keep immigrants out that way. I'm going to build a wall. And don't forget, there were two points to this. He was, he was going to build the wall. And who's going to pay for it? Mexico's going to pay for it. Good luck, Mexico said. Not in this lifetime. We're not going to pay for it. And so we're paying for it with our tax dollars. Now, he threatened to close down the government. The go if, he does, if we don't have a bill signed, uh, a budget bill, in effect, by, I think, the 21st, by the 21st, and today's the 18th, at midnight on the 21st, the government is closed down. Trump has to sign a bill that the Senate and Con the Congress has agreed to. Uh, and he says, he said it right there on national television from the Oval Office, I accept responsibility for closing the, 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 the uh, government down. I'm not dumping it on you, Schumer, the Democratic Party. I take responsibility. What a big man. What a strong man. How proud I was of him. You know, uh, he's the tough guy. Well, it was announced today he's not going to, he doesn't think he's going to close the government down. Everybody's getting on television from the Oval Office or from the White House saying we're not going to close the government down. He's looking for a way to pay for it now. He's looking for a way to – he wants the $5 million, though. He wants to do $5 million worth of construction. Well, we gave him $1.6 billion last year. In my understanding, there's still $1.3 left of that. He doesn't use it, even to start something. Uh, but be that as it may, uh, the present game plan, it was announced today, the president has appealed to all governmental agencies to scrutinize their budgets and squeeze out as many dollars as they can – for his wall and to notify his offices by such and such a date and time, which is in the very near future, the next few days. And he's going to see if he can put together the $5 billion this way. He can't do that. That money, everybody's budget in the government has been approved by the Congress. The House of Representatives controls money in this country. It's in the Constitution from day one when it was written. That's what it says. Congress has the right, the House of Representatives. 
So how can he take money from the military, from the Pentagon, from Social Security? They're threatening to take money. They keep taking money from Social Security and uh, use it. It's wrong. He can't do that. So I don't know what he's going to come up with. I suspect in the end, because he got a lot of military money coming in on this budget. I forget, $750 billion more, more, most we've ever had, I think. And he's going to grab it from there, which is wrong, too. But he's the president, and he'll do what he wants. So that's where that is going. We're not going to be closed down. I want to tell you something. Excuse my, my grammar. He pisses money away. Trump pisses money away. We've had presidents who play golf. He criticized Obama, said he's playing golf too much. Trump has now played golf more than any other president in the history of the United States. And no one's even close to him. He's gone way out there. Now, he uses a golf cart. And the Secret Service men who were there to protect him, and properly so, they need golf carts. And he goes to Mar-a-Lago. Do you know how much has been spent for golf carts at his two clubs <laughs> this year alone through November 1st? Through November 1st this year, first 10 months of this year, $137 million, no, $137,000, I'm sorry, for golf carts. $137,000 for golf cart rentals. That's pretty expensive. He should play less golf. Then he's got family expenses. Uh, It's something like the money to move his family around, because when he goes to Mar-a-Lago in Florida, goes to New Jersey, he takes his family. Everyone's got to have protection. Everybody's got to get a ride on the plane. Everyone's uh, got to have some place to stay. Uh, Mar-a-Lago isn't free. He charges, even the room he sleeps in, he charges the house rent. He charges everything off to the government, I think. He rents. He rents, okay? So he's making money all over the place. Uh, and he's breaking, this is too much, the, the number is $6 million. They call it travel expenses in the budget. For the year 2017, his travel expenses for he and his family, that means going to Mar-a-Lago and the other places, came to $6 million because he has a lot of children, he has grandchildren, everyone gets uh, protection by the Secret Service. Understand this also about the Secret Service. Last year they ran out of money. They can only earn, the Secret Service personnel can only earn so much money per year. It's capped. And because of all the overtime they had, they reached, I don't know whether it was October or something, they had no more money in the budget to pay these guys. A law had to be passed. They could be paid, okay? And now Trump is up the ante. They're getting a little more money. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're out of money again because there's tons of Secret Service personnel required to protect not only the president but also his family. What's the man saying here? I'm saying we're pissing money away. Stay home. Mr. President, the White House has to be magnificent. Uh, Go to Camp David. It's government property. It's free. All right? Uh, You don't have to waste money like this. You're being a pig. I just got to say it that way. We can't all go to Florida that often, but I live here, so I, I can't be critical, I guess. Okay, when he went, when Trump was campaigning, 
I'm going to get off Trump in a few minutes, my friends. But when Trump was campaigning, he said he was going to clean the swamp. There was too much greed and stealing and all kinds of bad things happening in Washington. He was going to get rid of these people. He was going to clean the swamp. Well, I think, and I think I'm correct, there has been more wrongdoing under his administration than any other president in a similar amount of time. Just Saturday, this past Saturday, Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke from Montana, he resigned. He's lucky if he doesn't get indicted, but he resigned, and it was real bad. He had a lot of pressure on him. There, he already has multiple probes uh, because of the, his real estate dealings in his home state of Montana and the way the money he spent and the way he conducted his Washington office. Uh, he, he is being looked at big time because he's in some sort of a land deal involving oil in Montana with Halliburton. You know that big company, Halliburton? He's got a deal going with them, all right? Uh, well, things got pretty bad. Uh, even the president's people said to him, you got to go. They've been telling him, you got to go, you got to go. you got too many problems, too many probes, too many people looking at you. We, we can't keep you here. And he kept saying, I'll do it, I'll do it, but he never got around to do it, doing it. So finally, earlier this month, they told him, you, re- you resign by the end of the month or we're going to fire you. We'll do it publicly. Well, he left this past Saturday. He's gone. Uh, he'll probably be replaced with a similar inept person who I hope doesn't have as crooked a heart as this guy had. Uh, Michael Flynn. Today, did you watch television? What a magnificent day for television watching if you are enthused and interested in politics. Today was the day that Michael Flynn, he was to plead guilty. He had pled guilty. He was going to be sentenced. He pled guilty to, uh, more than a year ago to lying to an FBI, to two FBI agents. He lied to the FBI. It's against the law to lie to the FBI. Uh at the time, uh, he was the designee, or he had already become uh, head of the NSA. He had an office. When he did become, he had an office in the White House. He was a close friend and associate of the president. He traveled with him during the campaign. You saw him on television. You go to rallies with the president and say, you know, jail Hillary, jail Hillary, jail Hillary. Uh, <laughs> And I remember once he said, you know, if I did some little thing, they'd put me in jail forever. Well, he met a judge today that might put him in jail for a long time. Uh, He cooperated from day one, smart guy. Remember, he was a general, three-star general. He cooperated, though, with the Mueller investigation, and they made a deal with him. Uh, You're going to plead just to lying to the FBI. Uh, The sentence for that is one to six months. We will recommend, Mueller's people said, we will recommend that you get no jail time because you've been extremely cooperative. He spent 19 full days being interviewed. That's a big time by the FBI. Uh, Now, you have to understand, you say, what's the big deal about the guy lying? Well, it's what he lied about. He lied about meeting with the Russian ambassador (laughs) after Trump's election during the transition period and talking about uh, lifting sanctions that we had on Russia. Don't do anything right now. 
uh, Russia, he said to the ambassador, when we get in office, we'll take care of this. He, he made a deal. He made a deal. He was working for Turkey. He had a $600,000 agreement. They paid him. Turkey paid this man $600,000. Watch out for their interests in the United States. The man is either the designee or already was head of the uh, NSA. These are bad things. In fact, i got to tell you something. This Judge Sullivan, who's a Mexican judge, by the way, he's got an Irish name. I can't wait till Trump nails him in the next day or two because he's Mexican. Uh, but you know what he said to him today? I'm not going to buy this crap. In effect, my language. He said, though, and I quote, you sold your country out, he told Flynn. You sold your country out, and if you plead today, I don't know if I'm going to let you go without giving you a jail sentence. So they adjourned everything for 90 days to, so he could do more community service or whatever he's doing and hopefully get a reduction in any sentence this judge wants to give. This was a good move. This is a good judge. He said, don't bullshit me. In fact, don't screw with me. Don't screw with the country. Okay. Uh, you benefited, you got money, and this is all wrong. This is all wrong. And he didn't help himself either. He tried to get around it last week by making a motion to set aside his plea because the FBI didn't tell him it was a crime. How the, what the hell's the difference? This guy has been the head of intelligence in the Army. Uh, he's head of the NSA. He knows a lie is a lie when you say it to the FBI, which they proved in papers. So he told the judge he didn't mean it. He withdrew his application. Do what you will with me, your honor. And his, the, honor, the honor whipped his ass a bit. And he deserved it, this guy. He was cocky. He had beat the system. He got $600,000, too. God knows where the hell else he got money from. Anyhow, unfortunately, uh, Mueller supported him. And I can understand why. He may need him for a witness in the future. I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, I just don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell you this. My personal opinion is... He should go to jail, not Hillary. Michael Flynn should go to jail. He, he's guilty of duplicity. He's two-faced. Uh, he's always on the make to, have, to acquire a personal gain. He's a lot like Donald Trump, in effect. Donald's always trying to benefit himself financially. So is this guy. Not to the same extent, but he's doing it also. 600000 from Turkey, that's a lot of dough, uh, be that as it may. Stock market. I've been predicting for over a year the market was going to crash or go down. We were going to be in a recession, depression by the end of this year, beginning of next year. Uh, it dropped 508 points Friday. Uh, we, we're already at a new low right now, as of yesterday, as of Friday, too. Yesterday, today, yesterday, today, was day Tuesday. The market went up today about 176 points. Uh, but most economists think it's going to crash. There'll be a recession at the end of next year. I think it's going to come much sooner, as I've been predicting, because the market is a roller coaster, and you can't have a stock market that's a roller coaster. People lose faith in it eventually. So beware, my friends. Uh, and, you know, you don't hear Donald Trump saying anymore, the economy's good. Look at the stock market. It was record highs this year. Uh, but that was because, not because the country was doing good, but because he gave that gigantic tax cut to corporate America. Okay? So they were able to use the money and made the market look good. That's where it really came from. All right. 
Let me tell you about the middle class quickly. Uh, Two-thirds of the people in this country who think they're middle class are not middle class. They like to think it, but they're not because they don't make enough money. Uh, Nevertheless, most people like to think they're part of the middle class, but again, two-thirds of them are not. One half of American workers, one half of American workers make less than $30,533 a year, $30,533 a year. A family of four, husband, wife, and two children cannot support themselves adequately, 30000 a year, and cannot be considered middle class. Our working class were, 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 they were, they were middle class from after World War II till about 1980. When Reagan became president, things got screwed up. He fired the air controllers. And then he became a union buster, and all, all presidents and all the Republicans became union busters. But it was the unions. It was the unions who made the middle class because they required corporate America to keep those wages at a decent level. Without union backing, and we've broken the backs of unions here, we need unions back to get people back where they're making more than $10 an hour or something. We need the unions, and people have to wake up. It was bullshit. It was a corporate thing to get rid of you. I'm not a union man. I'm just telling you what I believe. You need the unions. They broke the backs of the unions. Bring them back if you want a middle class again. Anyhow, that's my show for tonight. I'm not going to be here next Tuesday. It's Christmas. I'm going to be with Lisa and my grandchildren, Robert and Allie. I love Christmas. I hope you love it, too. I wish you all a happy and a Merry Christmas. Uh, I hope some of you are with, most of you are with family and friends. It's that kind of a holiday. Uh, What more can I tell you? Merry, Merry Christmas. Have a good evening. I'll talk with you again in two weeks.